welcome to another episode of Two Guys, One Topic. I'm Ollie. And I'm Liam. And for those of you that don't know, or if we've got any new listeners, each week we take a topic that we know next to nothing about, and we give ourselves just the week to read and research all about it. The idea being that we share what we feel are the most important pieces of information with you, our listeners. Yes, that is absolutely right. And this is just a summary of our findings, what we're telling everybody today. And just in case you're wondering, we are not experts in anything that we talk about on the pod, but hopefully by sharing some knowledge with you, we can all learn a little bit more about a whole lot of things. Yeah, exactly, Ollie. Right. Let's get on with this week's topic, though, which is national anthems. Ollie, this week, <laughs> National Anthems, God Save the Queen, for those that don't know what that tune was. Hey, people in Liechtenstein will probably know what that tune is, won't they? Yes, yeah, they will. Yeah, so let's start with a bang. Did you know that the British, the Great British National Anthem is identical in tune to the Liechtenstein National Anthem? <laughs> hey, words are different, but the, the tune is exactly the same. Anyway, right. we're going in too soon, Ollie. Like National Anthems. Each week, we always start with, um, you know, a little like, what did we know about it before we started? And you can go first this week. What do you think you knew about National Anthems before we started? Well, I know the words to our national anthem, God Save the King, recently changed from God Save the Queen, obviously. So I know the words to ours. I know the odd tune of national anthems just from sporting events or from you know watching the Olympics or Formula One or whatever or football matches. But I couldn't really tell you the names of them, why they started, or I didn't really know the names of any other national anthems either. So... I knew very little, <laughs> as as always. How about yourself? No, exactly the same. <laughs> I don't know. I reckon I know what everybody knows. Like it's a song that, that each country's got a song and they sing it. <laughs> they sing it at a sporting event or or like a festival or an important, uh, I don't know, like some sort of independence thing or, or something like that. Um, but yeah, I couldn't tell you the names of them, when it started what the point of it is, what what are they saying? What yeah. is it about? Yeah. I have ended up listening to quite a few this week just to get my head around them or just to hear what they're like. There's some pretty decent ones out there. <laughs> what do you call decent? <laughs> ones we like, yeah, I could get along with this. This could be a good one to listen to. But, yeah, not a banger though. No, you not, don't mean not, like a banger in the club or something. <laughs> not on my playlist. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But yeah, this should be a great topic to get into this week. So shall we start by just saying, like, what is the definition then of what is a national anthem? Yeah, that was the first thing I searched, and I'll read you word for word what it said. A national anthem is a patriotic song or musical composition that is either recognised officially by a nation's government and constitution or is accepted as such by convention through popular use. <laughs> yeah, so to... To break that down a little bit then, so just saying, yeah, it's a it's a piece of music. They tend to be in the form of either a march or a hymn. And yep. it's something that 
yeah, that create that patriotism and that pride of a nation reminds them of some of their glory or some of their heritage. And as you were saying there, it's it's officially recognised by the nation's government or constitution. So as in the monarchy or the royal family of that, that country, uh, or it has grown over time just because it's become super popular and a, or a song or a piece of music that everybody knows and likes. Yeah, lot, lots of them are, are off of tradition, aren't they? They turned yeah. into a national anthem. It says that um, accepted as such by convention through popular use. So yeah. we'll mention it soon, but lots of them came off the back of the fact that just as a nation, they would sing it in times of celebration or times of mourning or, or whatever. And eventually, yeah, they became officially a national anthem. Do you know what it got me thinking about? At the moment, at loads of sporting events, like at football or the boxing or a dance, or whatever, people keep singing Sweet Caroline as a song. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking in like 50 years time, if that just builds and builds, could that actually turn into our national anthem? The government will just go, all right, then this is now the new national anthem is Sweet Caroline. So do you know the word anthem? Uh, it, do you know what it means? It means, or it's, it's the name for any inspirational musical composition that serves to symbol, symbolize or identify a nation, a group, an individual, or a cause. So does Sweet Caroline identify, <laughs> in particular, Great Britain or the UK? <laughs> yeah, who knows? It might do over time. It might do. So, yeah, what we're saying there is that the national anthems, they're, they're reflecting some history or either struggle or some traditions within a country. And they're often sang in the, the local language of that country as well, or the most common language, which makes yeah. absolute sense. Um, and something that we'll come on to a little bit later, they're not normally created or composed by well-known people. But, yeah, pretty much all, all nations have them. And they use them at different times, don't they, for different purposes? And you touched on a few of them at the start there. Yeah, lot, lots of countries will use them, at, yeah, like you're saying, at different times. Um, obviously, we know international sporting events is probably where we hear other, other national anthems. We will hear them when they're playing our country, I guess. Um, but they're also played during national holidays, Independence Days, for example, festivals. Um, they're played in schools. My school, for example, I know I've said before, I've moved to Dubai, so I now live in the UAE. So every morning at my school, at about 8am, the national anthem will come on and okay. all the students will stand to attention. Some of them will sing it, but not everybody. But yeah, then we listen to the national anthem and that is, I think that is the creed, that is something that they have said that all schools have to do in the UAE. You would now recognise it now then, that as the UAE national anthem, I suppose. Biladi, 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 Biladi. I don't know the words. That's the that's the next thing. That can be for our wrap up, Liam. For the series wrap up, you yeah. actually learn the national anthem. Yeah, I know the Biladi is one of the words. It means our nation uh, in Arabic, but I don't know the rest of the words. <laughs> so what we have is you've got lots of different uses or array of different contexts where national anthems will be used. There's sometimes different etiquette that goes along with them as well when they're played in different countries there are different rules so if it's for, like, for military honors people standing up you mentioned there about it's like students are standing to attention people are standing up listening to it they're attentive to it it could be that some countries you might remove any headwear that you've got on 
to show uh, to mark a sign of respect for it. Um, but there's, if you look around the world, there are lots of different rules that are in place in terms of when they're played and, and why they're played. So I thought it was quite interesting that in Colombia, for example, it's the law to play the national anthem at six in the morning, at six at night, on every public radio and TV station. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah making sure that everybody knows what it is. But there's all sorts of laws around the world, isn't there? Yeah, in India, in India, they have to play it at the start of a movie. If you're okay. in a, th- you know, you go to the cinema, you want, uh, I wonder when it is, like you watch the trailers, National Anthem comes on, then yeah. the film starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know there's, um, there's one in Thailand as well, where they've got a similar one where they play it twice a day. They play it at eight in the morning and six at night nationwide for everybody to then listen to and and be attentive to it. So we said earlier about sporting events um, playing it. The Olympics actually, they they were one of the first major organisations to promote the use of the national anthem. And what they did is in 1920, they, they said that if you won a gold medal, the national anthem of your country would play. And that's, that's one of the things that started all these other sporting events playing the national anthem. Well, there was there was one little story before this in 1905 saying that Wales they like to claim credit to being the first country to adopt their national anthem before a rugby match, but they played in New Zealand in 1905, and they they then started doing it, and then apparently that's when the Olympics then picked it up. Yeah, the Olympics definitely popularised it, but Wales likes to claim that they were the first to do it in a sporting context. Yeah, I, th- I certainly think the Olympics doing it is the thing that probably kicked it all off. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I guess Wales sort of... It's, it's massive. <laughs> now. It's in sporting events and in the US, certainly, it's all of their sporting events, like their high school sporting events. You see it or hear yes. it quite a lot, don't you? Whereas we don't seem to use God Save the Queen that much. Yeah. Or God Save Some the country- Queen that much here. Yeah, we, we're not, you know, it doesn't play, it certainly doesn't play on TV or at the cinema, does it? No. You know, we, don't, we, don't, we don't all start singing it when we get on a plane, for example, you know, or anything like that. Um, yeah. Some countries, you know, some countries, though, although they're talking about sport, for example, they've got a national anthem. But if then, if the country itself is not recognised as a separate country within the sporting world, then they don't play their songs, do they? Did you read that about... Like Taiwan, for example, Taiwan. They've got yeah. what they've got what they call it. They, they've got a national anthem, but outside of the country, I don't know. I, I'm getting into global politics. I think a little bit. Is Taiwan recognised as its own country? So, does it play its national anthem or not? I was also reading about yeah Chinese Taipei, where they have something which they play is called the national banner song, rather than yeah. a national anthem. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's where where you can't then recognise them, as you say, for political reasons. They then try and come together. Apparently, there was a, a bit of a nice story with the the Winter Olympics in 2018, where you had North Korea and South Korea. They were participating together as a joint Korea. They then yeah. couldn't agree or didn't want to then play either's national anthem. So they then ended up agreeing on a folk song called Ariang which is apparently a song that both sides really like. And so that was just a song that they then chose to represent themselves as a team. 
but yeah, you're right. Sometimes they aren't even played. Um, so when we're saying about what's the uses of them. Yeah, we were just saying there, you know, they, they represent like, what is the importance of a national anthem? Like, what, why is it important that a country has one? Yeah. Do we need one? Like, like, could we just have Sweet Caroline or, or do we need to have God Save the King? You know, <laughs> you know, do you know what I mean? So that was like the next thing I was looking at. What was the point of it? But it comes back to then just trying to get that sense of patriotism, isn't it? So it's, it's like yeah. a, a symbol for that country. But it's quite tricky, though. Like, how can one song sum up a whole nation? It's a pretty difficult yeah. thing to do, isn't it? But that, that's the whole intention of it. So you've got, you've got a song here that represents some tradition or some history or some beliefs that's within that, that country, or it reminds them of either some struggle that they've been, been through or some um, nation's glory that they've had, or it's maybe that they've gone independent. That's sometimes a reason for them then feeling that it's an important thing for them to have and remind them of being an independent country now. Yeah. Yeah. Like a sense of um, like oneness, unity, um, you know, gives you that sense of pride. You're representing this country, but yeah, talking there about what are they singing about? Like what, what's the point of them? Yeah. Lots of countries sing a song to represent independence, you know, as a country becomes independent, they've got a song that, that that represents that, that everybody can get behind. That is certainly one of the things they're singing about. Some of them sing about the flag. Some of them are, you know, the flag itself is important to a country. So the song itself is about the flag, like the USA song, you know, that's another thing that they'll be singing about. Yes. Yeah. And I, I didn't know its name until this week that the <laughs> US's national anthem is called the Star Spangled Banner. Did you know that? Mate. I don't know if I've said this before. I used to live in America. Did you used so. to live in America? America. Yeah, I knew. I knew that one. Yeah. Um. Some of them are prayers. So some of them are like we were saying earlier. We'll, we'll talk about it in a bit. They, they've come off of something that has been used forever and is just tradition. So if you go a long way back, there'd be like a prayer or a hymn or something that people would sing. And so the song that then became adopted as a national anthem is just that. It's just a prayer or a hymn about perhaps it might not even be about the country. It's just yeah. just a, a, a hymn that they have always sung and they've gone, right, this is our national one. When I was listening to some of the national anthems this week, it was quite interesting to hear, like musically, like the, the tone of them or how aggressive they might be. So it's quite yeah. interesting. Quite a lot of like the Balkan states, they're ones where they've had quite a little bit of wars and going on and a difficulty they've got some like really um you know like loads of noise and they're like loads of symbols crashing and it's a proper march it sounds like quite a military thing and then as you seem to go yeah. further east and make your way all the way over to to japan that seems to be like quite a nice tranquil like yeah. harming piece of music where they've not had as much war and everything going on like over the hundreds of years so it's quite interesting to to hear the differences and the tone that they then set for that country by the style of music that they then have. Yeah, like you're saying, some of them are quite calming and some of them are a bit more in your face, a bit more like, <laughs> yeah. and then, you know, if you were to translate them, are a bit more like, we are amazing. We yeah. are strong. Do you know what I mean? We will rise, we will fight, we will not die. You know, those sorts of things. We'll talk about some of the names of some of the songs later, but you, you just get that sense that this is, 
this is one thing and then you know some of them some of them are much nicer and calmer so that's the likes of so canada's called o canada this very much talking about the land and how beautiful it is and you know what what a giving land that it has and like they've not really had the war and everything that's that some of the other eastern european countries are then singing about so yeah you can definitely notice a difference i found it really interesting um because you said at the start like they sing in their national language but some countries have got lots of national languages (laughs) so some of the ways they deal with it is well clever it's really good isn't it as we were saying, so it's, it's most common that they use the country's national language. Um, but what do you do when you've got two national languages, like Canada, again? So they, they use both French and English lyrics for their national anthem. But there's there's a few more which maybe have even more languages that they need to account for. Yeah, South Africa has got 11 national languages, apparently. <laughs> so how do you deal with... your like? How are you going to come up with a song that, that copes with that? So they, they've got, they, they use five of the languages in their song. I'm not even sure I'm going to be able to pronounce these languages. Do you know what these are? So obviously English is one, Afrikaans is one. I'd have guessed those. Do you, do you know, could you tell me three, the three other ones? <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> I read that it was five. No, I, I can't. So, I can't say what they are. So they've got so they've got eleven languages in South Africa. Their national anthem uses five different languages. They are English, Afrikaans, Zulu, Sethoto, and what might be Zosha, X H O S A, is obviously a language. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they have five languages, and all five languages are always sung, regardless. So it's not like they've got five versions of the song, which some countries do have, by the yes. way. They just yeah. have a, a like a like you're saying perhaps Canada, well, not Canada, but they would have like an English one and a French one. The, the South African one is a single song with five languages in it that you've got to sing all of. Yeah. Well, like, like you were saying then for, for Switzerland, for the Swiss Psalm, their national anthem has different lyrics for each of the country's four official languages. So they've got okay. French, German, Italian, and Romanche as languages that they've got yeah, different lyrics for. So yeah, that's that's got to be tricky. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I did. Well, we both did German A level. Perhaps we'd have a stab at doing the Swiss one, maybe. But <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't. I, like I said, I don't know the UAE one yet, and I've heard it every day for like 17 weeks. I must have heard it nearly a hundred times. <laughs> I don't know it yet. So what we haven't actually said about yet then is like just the idea about how did they develop and the concept of them in the first place. So we we know that they're important. We know that countries want to have them now. We know that they're important to bring together a nation and there's an important symbolism there for the country to get behind. How and when did they even develop then? Well, you'd think that this is a really long time ago. When you really, I I think, I think I certainly thought that these have been around since like, 2000 bc or something now (laughs) that is sort of true because like we were saying some of these songs are just traditional songs that the country have always you know i don't know maybe like farmers have sung it you know like we took like harvest festival and then they sang this song and they've all sung it since forever yes but actual actual national anthems as as like like the government saying this is our national anthem 
It's only like the 19th century Europe. And even that is only a few states. Some of these are like, like the 1970s, aren't they? Like, yeah. it's really not that old at all. Yeah, really, really not at all, old at all. But like, yeah, so you were saying then, so that the 19th century is where they then sort of started to really spring up. And that was where a lot of countries are then finding their independence. The European colonial powers were maybe dwindling. And so what then happened is that these countries wanted to celebrate them being newly independent and then have a an anthem to represent themselves. But there is there's a little bit of debate, I suppose, about what is the oldest anthem or which was the very first one. There's a few different ways yeah. of looking at this, isn't there? Yeah, so Great Britain will say that theirs is the oldest, okay? God save the king. It was officially, it officially became a national anthem in 1745. Yeah. So, you know, officially that the, the government have said this is our national anthem. But the Dutch and the Japanese will both claim theirs to be older than that, won't they? Yeah. So what the Dutch did, the Dutch will say they've got an older one because it was written during the time of the Dutch Revolution, which was between 1568 and 1572. So that's that's pretty much 200 years before God yeah. Save the King was was recognised as an official anthem. So the Dutch will say they've, they've got this, this song, so it's musical and it's words, and it's written around 1568, but it wasn't actually officially recognised by the government until 1932. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like we're saying, it's just a song that they've sung in the country since forever, you know, and everybody knows it. It's just, this is our traditional song, blah, 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 whatever it will be. But, but at no point did anyone go, but just so we're clear, this is officially it now. Yeah. Yep. This is officially the anthem yep. until 1932. So yeah. I mean, but then Japan goes way further back than that, doesn't it? Even further back. So their one is the Kimi their one is the Kimi, <laughs> the Kimi Geo. I think that's how you pronounce it. That's the national anthem of Japan. That has the oldest lyrics of any national anthem. Yeah. And the reason why yeah. I say that the the oldest lyrics is because their anthem was derived from an ancient poet. Um, there was some some poetry that was written that was first published in 905, so well over yeah. a thousand years ago. But yeah. it wasn't actually put to music until 1880. Yeah. So again, that's 140 yeah. years after God Save the King was then recognised yeah. as an anthem. Yeah. So like you said, the lyrics have been around for like more than a thousand years. And that, you know, like it's an old piece of poetry. But it, yeah, it didn't become officially a, a, um, a national anthem until you know, nearly 1900. Um, so yeah. And God Save the King... So is is recognised as being super old in use, and it was sort of spread. I think the the tune was quite catchy, so that's part of the reason why it then spread across Europe, and why then people then adopted it. So other countries then had it, as Liam said at, at the very beginning, like Liechtenstein, their national anthem is to the the tune of God Save the King, um, and then other countries have then phased it out and then brought in their own ones. Did you? Did you have a look at some of the dates of when national anthems have actually then started being put in place? Yeah. Yeah. So this is what I was sort of saying, like 
it's really surprising. The, these songs feel like they've been around forever and ever. And although they might have been, they're not officially a national anthem until, you know, some of them in the like 1980s, 1990s, Israel's 2004. But the piece of music had been around since 1888. Yeah. Like, but it was 2004, like, this is now our national anthem. Everybody knows it, but no one had come out and said that this, you know, it's like girlfriend and boyfriend. We're now officially official, right? That's it. <laughs> Everybody known it. Everybody knows it's true, but no one's confirmed it. So Nepal, they were 2007 when they had their wow. official national anthem come out. Libya, 2011. So we're, wow. we're going up in time. And then, yeah, Somalia, 2012. So around 10 years ago is when they then had their, they then had I, their officially recognised national anthem. I actually read about Somalia. Somalia in the 1960s, they had a national anthem that was official for five days and then unofficial, <laughs> apparently. Well, five I, days at a national anthem and it was I think unofficial it is again. Some, some of those countries that they've, they've obviously had a lot of political turmoil over the time. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, for sure. Sure. So some some anthems have come and gone, like you've said, the one in Somalia for five days. There was obviously, you know, Germany was East Germany and West Germany, and then yeah. that, so one of their anthems had to to disappear. But even countries where you think they seem quite well established and have been around for a long time, not yeah, not not necessarily that like Croatia, nineteen seventy two, or I don't know, you've got. Australia, 1984. So it's not, you know, these aren't going back hundreds of years. I did read about the USA one, the Star Spangled Banner. That one only came into being the official national anthem, which I thought would have been going back absolutely, you know, yonks, was 1931. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's one of my biggest takeaways of the whole thing, thinking that these have been going on forever. And although they probably have, not officially being a national anthem. And yeah. I think that's that's quite interesting. They're not, you said at the start as well, they're not really written by, next to none of them are written by anyone you'll have heard of. It's not like a Eurovision Song Contest where they get someone famous to write them a song. <laughs> they're all written by virtual unknowns, aren't they? Nearly all of them. There's one exception, isn't there? Which is, was it Mozart? Might have a hand in one of them? Yeah, Austria's is, is debated, so I don't know if we should say it actually was, but I think Mozart is disputed to have written Austria's one. There are some, although we've not heard of them and they're not magicians as such, there are a bunch of countries where the president or prime minister at the time wrote their national anthem. <laughs> which I think, so Belgium, Colombia, Jordan, Liberia, Malaysia, Senegal, Taiwan, they're just a few of the examples of countries where their president wrote the, the words for the national anthems. <laughs> oh dear, like, that's funny, isn't it? Just I'm in charge. I'm going to write this. Yeah, well, you know, like we're saying, like some of these have obviously gained independence. So imagine you 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 leading a country that's now become independent. They go right, job one, write a song about this, and and you've got to do it though because you're now president. <laughs> when you're saying there about writing the lyrics and putting some words to to the music. There are actually a handful of countries where they don't even have any lyrics, do they? Yeah, yeah. Spain, for example. So there are no words. Four countries where they don't have any words to it. So you've got Spain, Bosnia and Herzegovina, Kosovo, and San Marino. 
So they're they're the four of them where they don't have a any words to them. And I was just wondering, like, what what do people do when they play? Yeah. And apparently yeah. people just sort of like hum along or just go na 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 na, just <laughs> make, make the noise to it. So um, yeah, sort of like hum along to the tune of it. Did you read why they don't have any lyrics in Spain? Um, no. <laughs> well, this comes back to you saying about if you're in charge, then you'll write some lyrics. So Spain was under a dictatorship. So they were under a dictatorship. Um, General Franco, I think it was until okay. the mid seventies where there were some lyrics and then people, they're not wanting to remember that time under the oh, dictatorship, right, yeah. which were there, which yeah. was written by Franco. They then said, right, we're not going to have any lyrics and we're just going to have the music. Wow. Yeah, well, it's interesting. There are loads of nuggets of information, though, about loads of different ones. So should we just fire off a few facts about different countries' uh, national anthems? Yeah. Because there's, you know, there's a whole bunch of ones. So, right, longest and shortest. Uruguay's is the longest, musically, it's the longest one that goes on for. Greece's has got the most words in it, though. So they might argue with each other over who is longer, but Uruguay's is the longer piece of music. Uh, Japan's is the shortest, though. It's only 55 seconds long, apparently. And it's often played twice because it's yep. just such a short piece of music. I was reading that the composer of the Costa Rica's national anthem was thrown into prison. So apparently the, the president at the time in 1853 threw the composer into prison because the composer said he felt there was too much pressure. It was too much of a responsibility. And so he refused <laughs> to write the national anthem. But he ended up giving in and he did write the national anthem. But Very similarly, Mexico's was written by a poet who didn't feel like he could write it. And his girlfriend locked him in a room and she said, you're not coming out till you've written this. Uh, in, apparently it was in her parents' house in a room of pictures and scenes of Mexican history. And he's not coming out until he's written it. And then he, he wrote it, slid it under the door apparently, and then she let him out. And then that was, that was this. <laughs> There's another one. Czech Republic and Slovakia. So they yeah. were Czechoslovakia. And the way that they put their anthem together in the first place was a Czech opera and a Slovak folk song. So that, that was what made their, their one national anthem. But then when they then split into two separate companies, Czech Republic, they just took their part of the national anthem and Slovakia just took their part. Yeah. Also, I was today years old when I realised... Czechoslovakia became Czech and Slovakia. Okay. Well, I'm just looking at it. It's written in front of me, and I've now I've noticed Czech <laughs> Slovakia. That's nuts. I've only just noticed that. You're normally pretty good with your um, countries. Yeah, uh, Malaysia's was made up on the spot. Did you read this one? They, they were they, they had the president was visiting somewhere, and his aide was asked what what they wanted to play for the anthem, and they didn't have an anthem. And the aide was embarrassed that Malaysia didn't have an anthem. So he just started humming along to a song from the Seychelles that he knew. And they went, yeah, that'll do. We'll play that. And then like, <laughs> that then got adopted as Malaysia's national anthem. Nice. Uh, we spoke about the Dutch one earlier from the Netherlands. And it turns out it's an acrostic. So you know yeah. the style of poem that you used to write when you were young in school, where you would start each sentence with a different letter and then you would then spell out a word yeah. with the start of each of the sentences down the left hand side so yeah the uh the, the dutch national anthem it's got 15 verses 
and the acrostic makes up the name of the guy who was in charge at the time, which was Willem van Nassov. Nice. And just one more then. We, we said earlier about the Great Britain and Liechtenstein National Anthem being musically the same. Estonia and Finland is exactly the same. They both share the same musical piece of music, just with different words. Nice. I was interested to find some of the names, and I texted you earlier in the week. I said, go and find some of the names of these national anthems. We're going to see who can find the best ones. Okay. Uh, I'm sure we've seen the set, you know, what was like 200 or something. Uh, we scroll through trying to find our best national anthem titles. Uh, we'll have a little, just almost like a penalty shootout. We'll go one for one and uh, we'll see who comes up with the best one. Because I, so I've got five written down and I'm sure you do too. You want to go first? Yeah. There's one in particular that stands out to me as being the best one, but I'm not going to say that straight away. I'm going to save that one for a, for a minute. So you've got one for Myanmar, which is till the end of the world. It's a bit yeah. sad, isn't it? Yeah, I actually wrote that one down. <laughs> Norway's, Norway's is called Yes, We Love This Country. <laughs> yeah, I got that one as well. Yes, um, We Love This Country. Denmark's one, King Christian stood by the lofty mast. Yeah, that one's actually about their king. And when we were saying earlier about what are they singing about, one of the things some countries do sing about is, is a person who was important in, in the country's history. Um, so, yeah, that one is just singing about King Christian. I don't know why he stood by a lofty mast. Um, I reckon I know which one you're going to tell me is your favourite, so I'm going to not say it. Have you got Tongas? No, I don't know that one. Song of the King of the Tonga Islands. Oh, I like that. That is good. That is a good one. Do you reckon he wrote that himself? <laughs> yeah. And then you've got Brunei, God bless the Sultan. That's nice and straightforward, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Probably wrote that one. Oh, right, I'll go one more then. Senegal, strum your choras, strum your balafons. <laughs> a chora is a 21-stringed guitar-looking... I had to Google it. It's a 21-stringed guitar-looking thing, and the balafon is like a xylophone. So strum your choras, strum your balafons. Nice. And then I'll tell you my one. This this is to try and win the penalty shootout then. Do you, do you want me to guess what country it is? Yes. I reckon, I reckon I know which one it is. I reckon you're going to tell me Bhutan's. Yes. This is the best <laughs> one by a mile. This is brilliant. The Thunder Dragon Kingdom. Yeah. The Thunder Dragon Kingdom. Good, isn't it? What a brilliant, what a brilliant name for a national anthem. That's that. Do you, know, do you know some of them though? Some of the national anthems are just called The something national anthem so for example mexico argentina mongolia paraguay the name is just the mexico national anthem yes they just don't really have a name which is yep. I think yeah yeah strange just like yeah my country or the patriots <coughs> the patriotic song or yeah some very simple simple names for them but yeah bhutan that's got to be the best one out there um we've said loads and loads of facts today but i have got a takeaway do you want me to say my takeaway? Yes, please. Just a little story about a national anthem. And I hope this is true. But obviously I've got no, I, I can't know this is true. But I hope it's true. As the story goes, a Greek football team was playing against a Chinese football team in Athens. Uh, a song came on. The Greek team all stood up to attention, thinking it was the Chinese national anthem. The Chinese team all stood up to attention, thinking it was the Greek national anthem. But it was a toothpaste commercial coming out over the speakers. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. 
That is really good. If that's true. That would be so funny if that was true. I've got a short two guys, one topic takeaway for you this week. Just a little one, more for our um, American listeners, I suppose. So I, I learned this week that their anthem is called the Star Spangled Banner. And it's changed a lot from the original version that was actually written uh, many moons ago. And it's often thought to be one of the hardest songs to sing. I don't know if people remember Christine Aguilera a couple of years ago at the Super Bowl trying to sing it and absolutely butchering it. Um, it's quite easy to just Google or go on YouTube people who absolutely butchered the uh, the US national anthem. But it turns out it doesn't even really originate in the USA. So it was actually written to a British drinking tune that was called yeah. Anchorin in Heaven. And so it's actually to the tune of a, a British drinking tune. And then they've then turned it into be the Spar Stance, the Star Spangled Banner. You, you nearly said that right first time. <laughs> it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Mate, what a good week. Yeah. I think mean, that's really interesting. I've had a really interesting week learning about this. Just, uh, I'm, yeah. I I have said it when we were talking about it. I'm amazed how young some of these are as as being official national anthems. Yes, and that generally speaking, a national anthem is a a almost like a folk song, something that people have always sang um, traditionally, and it's just it's just over time has been picked up to be this is our national anthem. Definitely, I love though the little story there around whose is the oldest and why. So Japan. 905 is where their, their lyrics come from, but it wasn't actually recognised as a national anthem until 1880. And yeah. the, the Dutch one being a couple of hundred years after the, the UK one was officially recognised as a national anthem. Yeah, really interesting. Yeah, so that was really interesting. What a lovely week. What a, what a lovely topic to do. Um, and like, you know, it's basically the whole point of the podcast, isn't it? That is literally something you'll have heard of, but you, you just don't know everything about yes. it. Now we know a little bit more about it. So hopefully everybody else uh, follows along with us. We're actually going to take a week off next week, though, aren't we? Next, the, the Christmas break. Yes. So we're going to have just one week off. Um, so in case you're missing, you know, you, you wonder why you haven't got your two guys, one topic Tuesday fix. Uh, we'll be back first week of January with an excellent episode aimed at uh, New Year's resolutions. Isn't Definitely. It? No, it's, not, it's not about New Year's resolutions, but it is certainly something you should be listening to. We hope you've all enjoyed listening this week. Uh, we've really enjoyed it too. Get in contact with us on our socials at Two Guys One Topic on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. We'll be back with you in two weeks' time. But until then, get out there and share some national anthem knowledge. Mm-hmm.